just finished our recent talk series called Crisis in Caves. And uh, if, you, if you have missed out on that, I want to encourage you to, to, you can catch that on our YouTube channel, or you can even subscribe to our podcast called Zealous Talks. And one of the significant highlights of that talk series was for you and me to understand the importance of taking care of our soul uh, uh, through these tough seasons and through these tough times that we are going through. But today, what I want to share with you is actually an expounded version of my devotional. But I think it's so apt and, and very timely for every single one of us. This is not just one of those talks tailored for the COVID-19 situation, but no matter which season or no matter where you are in, in, in life, I think this is one of the most important aspects that we can focus on as a Christ follower. My talk is based on one of the particular aspects of the human body, which helps reflect the kind of person you are. Some people wear it on their sleeve, or some are too shy to talk about everything that's go that goes on inside over there. If you haven't guessed it by now, I want us to spend the next few minutes talking about our heart. And, and I'm just, I've, I've titled this talk for this evening, As Simple, As Plain As It Can Get. I want to talk to you for the next few minutes on this talk called God, Your Heart. Come on, guys, my chat folks, if you can type that up in the chat window or just shout it out from wherever you're tuning in from, just say this out with me, God, Your Heart. See, every time the word heart is mentioned in the Bible, it's a metaphor for the inner life. The heart is the center and the source of the whole inner life. When it comes to your thinking, when it comes to your feelings, when it comes to your thoughts, everything, the heart is the source and the center of your thinking, feeling, and willing. You see, the depth of our relationships is determined by the health of your heart. The depth of your relationships is really determined by the health of your heart. And what I love about the, uh, the life of Jesus, every time you, you dive into the Bible and read the, the interactions or the conversations that Jesus had, it, it is so unique because Jesus speaks to the conditions of the heart and not always to the circumstances of people. You know, to the woman... If you, if, you, if you remember this, to the woman who was caught uh, in adultery, he, he said, no one condemns you, go and sin no more. To the, to the Pharisees and the religious folks and the religious teachers who just wanted to follow traditions without understanding the heart of it, he said, you are blinded and he pointed out their spiritual blindness. I love that about Jesus, that he knows exactly how to speak to the condition of your heart. See, many times we expect God to speak into your circumstances, right? But seldom that does not happen. Instead, God will speak to the condition of your heart, which eventually reflects in your circumstances getting better. See, if your heart's are weary, if your heart is tired, the difficult or, or the difficult moments or the challenging situations are the least of your problems. I'm sure you've heard this, circumstances can change. Circumstances will change. 
but you can still be in the same place of hurt and you can still be in the same place of discouragement today as we dive in to this talk can i challenge you and ask you to make room in your life to allow god to speak to your heart first and maybe then to your circumstances before we go ahead i want you to pray this prayer along with me because the next few things that we're going to be talking it would it would just be another informative talk for you if if your heart or or if you're not fully willing to to receive what god wants to really speak to us so i've got a very simple prayer that i'm going to ask every single one of you to participate in is that okay right so so here's a simple prayer let's let's pray this together okay god speak to my heart no matter how inconvenient or how easy it would be to hear but i am willing to listen amen amen i'm sure you guys have been watching a lot of stuff on 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 whichever streaming platforms you guys have subscribed to and one of the things that that really stood out to me when when i was watching uh, one of the programs and it got me i kind of started reading something else i don't know if you've noticed this the amount of detailing that goes into the security of some of the world's most secure places or world's most heavily guarded places is unimaginable right now if you if you're watching this and if you're a money heist fan you know exactly what i'm talking about or if you watch any of these prison escape movies you know the kind of those kind of movies you know the kind of security that goes in to managing those facilities and while i was reading i i i came across this this facility called adx florence now this is this is one of the most heavily guarded prisons in the united states and some people even say this is one of the most guarded prisons in the world now bear with me for a minute while i go ahead and describe to you the level or the amount of security adx florence have this this is this prison is located in colorado and this is this is a a quick description of the prison it says that all the cells are soundproofed to prevent prisoners from communicating with one another The 4 inches by 4 feet windows are designed to prevent inmates from knowing the specific location within the complex. They can only see the sky and the roof through them, so it is virtually impossible to plan an escape. This is where it gets even more exciting, guys. The prison as a whole contains a multitude of motion detectors and cameras and 1400 remote controlled steel doors. It's not over. Listen to this. Officers in the prison's control center monitor the inmates 24 hours and and can activate a panic button which closes every door in the facility should an escape be attempted or suspected. there this prison's got pressure pads and 12 foot tall razor wire fences surrounding the perimeter which is patrolled by heavily armed officers now why am i giving you such a detailed description about this facility 
the extent to which governments, the extent to which countries go in investing in these facilities or protecting the prisoners is, is, is crazy. You know, this kind of just tells you the, the value or the importance of the prisoners that they have in there. Now, this facility holds some of the, some of the top prisoners out there. If you, if you guys uh, want to read up, just go ahead and read this about, uh, about this facility. But the point that I'm trying to make is during these tough times, we are all taking steps and precautions to make our lives safer and better by guarding and protecting ourselves. But I want you to really answer these few questions in the light of your future. How well invested are we when it comes to protecting or guarding our heart? How intentional are we in planning for the health of our heart. See, because the roadmap of your future depends on the health and the condition of your heart. Now, I know this, this is going to sound like a very abrupt, uh, uh, you know, um, comparison that I'm making between the prison and the heart, but, but I love that one of the most encourage, encouraging passages and commands that was given in, by King Solomon, who was one of the, who was the richest and the wisest man on earth. He writes this in, in, in one of these incredible passages in the book of Proverbs. Let's go there and read Proverbs 4, verses 20 to 27 from the Passion Translation. And this is what it says. Hey, by the way, just a quick update. If you guys are watching this from your phone uh, or your laptops or any of your iPads or tablets, We've got the Bible uh, in, uh, in, this, in this platform as well. So if you want to refer to your Bible on the screen without moving away from it, you can do that. I hope you can make good use of that, right? Great. Proverbs 4, 20 to 27 from the Passion Translation. Let's read that. Listen carefully, my dear child, to everything that I teach you and pay attention to all that I have to say. Fill your thoughts with my words until they penetrate deep into your spirit. Then as you unwrap my words, they will impart true life and radiant health into the very core of your being. So above all, guard the affections of your heart, for they affect all that you are. Pay attention to the welfare of your innermost being for from there flows the wellsprings of life. Avoid dishonest speech and pretentious words. Be free from using perverse words no matter what. Set your gaze on the path before you. With fixed purpose, looking straight ahead, ignore life's distractions. Watch where you're going. Stick to the path of truth and the road will be safe and smooth before you. Don't allow yourself to be sidetracked even for a moment or take the detour that leads to darkness. What an incredible encouragement. But what really got my attention is verse 23, Proverbs 4.23. The, the phrase, guard the affections, in some texts is also used as this, these words called diligence or vigilance from whichever translation that you're reading. 
Now, I know some of you would have read this verse. This is probably like your, like your favorite memory verse. This is something that you've put up in your personal devotions, on your Instagram, on your Facebook. You've probably shared this verse or you've even learned it up. But when I read this from, the, from, uh, from, from this particular perspective of understanding the word diligence and, and vigilance from the Hebrew context, this is where it gets even more exciting. And, and maybe this would help you and me, under, that this would help you understand why I even started talking about the ADX Florence prison facility. The Hebrew word for diligence or vigilance is this word called mishmar. And now the, the word mishmar refers to the act of guarding someone closely, just just like how an officer or a warden might keep watch over a prisoner. Right? Now, this, the phrase translated, the phrase is translated with all diligence. It, it literally means more than anything that might be guarded. You know, just to help you understand in plain simple words, the, the writer is, is telling us or rather commanding us. Not, not suggesting, not encouraging, but the writer is commanding us to watch over the heart more than anything else. And that's because your heart is the source of everything you do. I want you to hear this again. Your heart is a source of everything you do. Your heart, it has the capacity to chart the course for your future. I'll tell you why I say that. See, the heart is a place where thoughts are conceived, right? The heart is a place where your purposes are planned. The heart is a place where your words originate. And the heart is also the place from where your actions proceed. You know, someone once, once said this. I, I read this and, and I found it really interesting in the context of what we're talking right now. Sow a thought, reap a deed. Sow a deed, reap a habit. Sow a habit, reap a character. And sow a character, reap a destiny. You see, your achievements will be the sum total of your thoughts. Your achievements will be the sum total of your thoughts. See, because your thoughts lead to attitudes, your attitudes lead to actions, and actions lead to achievements. But here's the important part. It all begins with your thought life. It all begins with your thought life. One of the ways you and me can guard your heart is to be considerate and mindful about your thoughts. I love how King Solomon lays three simple principles over here in this, in this few verses that we read that, that will help you reflect well on your thought life. See, because a God-centered thought life will do three things for you that I want you to write this down, I want you to remember this, I want you to practice this as you, as you do life in this week. Three things that a God-centered thought life will help you in. The first thing a God-centered thought life does is it governs your speech. If you look at verse 24, this is what it says. Avoid dishonest speech and pretentious words. Be free from using perverse words no matter what. That's the first thing. A God-centered thought life governs your speech. The second thing it does, it will, it, it guard, it will guard your sight. Verse 25, it says, set your gaze on the path before you. 
with fixed purpose looking straight ahead ignore life's distraction and the third thing is is beautifully mentioned in verse 27 it says don't allow yourself to be sidetracked even for a moment or take the detour that leads you to darkness three things a god centered thought life will govern your speech it will guard your sight and it will guide your steps so you see guarding your heart is not something that just happens by itself we would we would like it to be in that manner but, but it doesn't happen like that in this in from the text that we have read we see that guarding your heart requires your thoughts your speech your eyes your ears and your steps willing to obey the word of god every amount of human effort with 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 a combination of this helps us towards that one important decision of guarding your heart you know if you have been joining us on a consistent basis we saw from the life of david a few weeks back and and one of the reasons david was the man he was because he just did not obey god with his deeds he obeyed god with his heart he obeyed god fully with his heart and i love uh, where he pens where one of the psalms that that has been penned down psalm 119 and these two verses from 14 to 16 and we'll read that in the passion translation where we see him saying i find more joy in following what you tell me to do than in chasing after the wealth of the world i set my heart on your precepts and and pay close attention to all your ways my delight is found in all your laws and i won't forget to walk in your words david understood the power and delight that comes with giving in to the expectations of god he knew what it meant to set his heart on the ways of god you see one of the highlights of of following christ one of the highlights of of doing this thing called christian faith is we are called to a life of surrender and self abandonment from ourselves let me say that again one of the highlights of following christ is that we are called to a life of surrender and absolute abandonment to ourselves that is your old nature your our, our wrong doings our sins see because your heart is best guarded when you have completely surrendered to god i love it when jesus talks about these few things jesus set the benchmark for us when it comes to absolute surrender when he took up the cross for your sins and my sins Jesus also set the benchmark for us when when defining the relationship with God and what it looks like where he gave us one of the most profound commandments where he said love the lord your god with all your heart with all your mind and with all your soul you see at the center of the message of Jesus is a love relationship with the lord our god which starts with your heart that's the place where our relationship starts and it's a relationship that requires us to go all in see god desires guys that our hearts are firmly grounded in the truth of his word and the assurance of his promises 
I don't know what's the kind of hurt, what's the kind of pain or the suffering or the agony that your heart has gone through. But I want to encourage you and tell you this, that Jesus is able to deal with the core issues of your heart and make you stronger and make you a new person inside out. That's the beauty of the gospel. The Bible says that if you are in Christ, you are a new creation. That's the assurance that you and me have in, in Jesus. But it all begins with your heart. Maybe there are some of you, as, as you're listening to this, you've had some horrible experiences when you've put your heart and soul into something. Maybe, maybe it's, it's at your work. Maybe it's at, it's at a business. Maybe it's at a relationship. Maybe it's at multiple relationships in different contexts. And, and all that you have experienced uh, is, is, is brokenness. All that you have experienced is pain. All that you have experienced is suffering. And, and maybe you've not seen the desired outcome that you wish that you had really seen. And, and, and it could, could it be possible that you're, you, even as you're listening to this right now, all that we have been talking about, the scriptures and the goodness of God and everything that Jesus has done, it sounds good to you. But you're saying, Nenad, I really don't have the courage and I really don't have the strength to go through this all over again. If that's you, I want to really tell you this one simple thing. It's in the person of Jesus Christ that your heart is guarded well and finds true refuge. It's not just in your deeds. It's not just in this attempt to become a good Christ follower or attend Sunday gatherings upon Sunday gatherings. Your place of refuge is found in the person of Jesus Christ. Your heart is guarded well in the person of Jesus Christ. And I, even as we close out, I want to close out by helping you understand these two simple things. I want you, the first thing I want you to experience is a life of surrender. The first thing I want you to know is the beauty that is associated when you surrender everything, when you surrender your heart to God. I also want you to experience the truth that is, there, that is found in his scriptures that speaks about your actual life in Christ Jesus. So whatever situations you are going through right now, Jesus is able to heal your heart and restore it completely. Maybe you're also, you, you've possibly come in this category where, where there's nothing wrong, where there's, there's absolutely no challenge or there's absolutely nothing that is bothering you. But maybe deep down inside, you are still experiencing this, this, this funny feeling of being unsettled in some way. I want you to hear this. God is still keen to work in your life and in your heart. And, and maybe if you have never made this decision to surrender your heart to Jesus, you can do that right now. When you give him your heart, you need to understand that you are also giving him your life. And if that's you, I just want you to make one of these best decisions of experiencing the beauty of surrender. When you give your heart, you're also giving your life to Jesus. Just like how King Solomon said, I want to say that and remind you, above 
everything else. Guard your heart. Above the challenges that you're facing today, above the weakness, above the brokenness that you might be going through right now, above the most brutal truth that is staring at you right in your face right now, above everything else, choose to guard your heart. We're so glad you've been listening in. If you'd like to know more about us, follow us on Insta at Zealous Pune or visit us online at zealous.community. 